We don't need to go above and beyond to make someone feel good at the shampoo bowl. It's very sexual. It is. Why Listen, is luxury so sexual? It's not that there's anything wrong with massaging <laughs> your client's head. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. If you know Destroy the Hairdresser, then you know we talk about hourly pricing all the time. That is why partnering with Aura was a no-brainer. Aura is a new salon booking software that works for salons switching to hourly pricing. Implement the hourly pricing model seamlessly with Aura's online booking experience. Salons can customize pricing per provider and display the provider's hourly rate. If you're switching to hourly, switch to Aura. Tap the link in the episode description to unlock instant savings. Who else has felt personally victimized by ripping color box tabs and saving them just to keep track of your back bar ordering? We all have, which is why we have partnered with SalonScale to make this process streamlined and simple. The SalonScale app will keep track of all of your color used down to the last drop and give you a suggested color order list whenever you need it. No more underordering and no more overordering. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the SalonScale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. Today's podcast was a thought that I've been having for quite some time. This was mm-hmm. something that I, it's been driving me kind of bonkers. Um, and I hear it all the time with hairdressers, which is that luxury, they do a luxury service. Therefore, mm-hmm. to do a luxury service, they have to provide a scalp massage and a hand massage. and Upsells. There's a lot of, mas- there's a lot of massaging. Like, uh, like with we've a luxury service. fully convinced ourselves as hairdressers and in our industry that our talent, our hands, our skills are not luxury enough to be luxury. It's not enough to be valuable. And like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. what We are luxury humans. Yeah. Right. We are great at what we do. We don't need to go above and beyond to make someone, I don't know, feel good at the shampoo bowl. It's very <laughs> sexual. It is. Why is luxury so sexual? (laughs) Let's pause. It's not that there's anything wrong with massaging your client's head. Okay. Hmm. What the point Hmm. we're trying to make is that as an industry, we've made that an absolute necessity (laughs) to charge more, to have value. Yeah. Like if we raise our prices, we have to massage someone at the shampoo bowl. Yeah. Like what? And that's something you don't have to. I don't want to. I don't want want to be massaged. Yeah, same. I barely want to get my hair washed. If so I want a massage, you... I'm going to a masseuse or a facial and that like, it's a whole different thing. Or people are coming in to get specifically that thing. I don't know, but it's insane. A lot of people will come to us and they're like, you know, I took this class and they taught me how to add on and upsell. And not only are they basically just teaching them how to manipulate clients, they're then adding on physicality. Like... We're going to yeah. use certain words to manipulate clients. We're going to upsell to manipulate clients. We're going to we're going to use certain words so that you can sell a certain we're amount gonna of retail. We're going to mansplain and gaslight. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to gaslight. We're going to tell you, oh my god, I can't believe you would use that after I would do this service. Yeah, like like it's our job to shame our clients, and then we're going to touch them. 
mm-hmm. we're going to touch them. And that's supposed to elevate the service to luxury. But well, I got to be honest, that's when you really break it down, you think about it for a minute, it's kind of gross. I'm going to take the vibe of the podcast down a minute for a minute. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to lower the mood, but we'll bring it back up. Especially as a woman, God knows the actual percentage, but I would say it's a lot higher than people think of women that have been abused, touched inappropriately, hollered at, anything, right? So like as a woman, like I'm already on edge of like being touched by someone that I'm not trusting or close with, or that's my partner. To then be a forced head massage, I don't know, every time I've had it like done to me, and I know this is not everybody, and I know I'm not speaking for the majority of women, and I know that I'm not speaking for the majority of people that get their massages at the bowl. Unfortunately, I think you are speaking for a large, large <laughs> Who knows? I got to make a disclaimer just in case someone gets pissed off, but whatever, fuck it. The reality is, it's like, how many people don't speak up? Because I have literally just let someone get all over my face and my hair and I just not say anything like I freeze. And that's so great. You can tell that this was created by a product company and you can tell that it was created by a man. And then you can tell that it was created because the person who created this process already didn't value the talent enough of a hairdresser. So they were like, how can we sell the product? Because we need more than just the skill set. You just unearthed so much that I don't know where to start. I don't even, um, let's just end it here. Let's just let them <laughs> marinate on it and we'll come back. Roxy Jane Hunt, one of our favorite people, mm-hmm. she wrote a book. I can't remember what it's called. Unstuck? Un- Unstuck, yes. Great book for anyone, not just hairdressers. But she does talk a lot about consent. And that was a that's a big thing that she kind of is trying to bring into the industry. Consent is huge. And asking if you can touch someone, obviously extremely important. Like the fact that we don't do that and we just assumed everyone wants us to touch them is kind of bizarre. Yeah. However, yes, consent. And I want to remove the need to even as a service, as an artist. Oh my God, I almost, I'm that brainwashing. We sticks are, with you. I, I do it too. I also say your guest. No, fucking guest. So that's another podcast, client or guest. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Per, uh, asking permission and consent, 100%. And it is not your responsibility as an artist to touch people. You know, obviously we do hair, we have to touch their hair. There's certain things that we're already doing and there should be consent even in that. Mm-hmm. However, to go beyond that, like Sid said, it's it was created by men in product companies on how to sell products. I want to go back to, because this is such a norm now, Our clients expect it and that's harmful too for us because now they're putting value on, well, I didn't get the spa experience. You're not at a spa. Yeah, I'm not a spa. Ist. A spa ist. (laughs) Like you didn't get the spa experience, but did you get exactly what you asked for, which is. Yes. And I don't know why. Whatever we decided to do. We complicate the shit out of everything everything in this industry and the reality is we're fucking worth it just doing a haircut just doing color and i hate putting just in front of it because we get you're just a hairdresser all the time but yeah we are just a fucking hairdresser we're making more money than people that went to college that i am just a hairdresser please please stop asking me to do anything beyond that (laughs) yes that's exactly it i'm not a therapist i'm not a massage therapist i'm not 
I am not here to hear about you and your husband's sex life. I'm not here to listen to your affair that you're having. Like, I don't care about your political views and I don't care <laughs> what you had for dinner. Like, here's the, here's the thing. So I don't want to compare my experience as a, as a white gay man to mm -hmm. your experience as a female, but yeah. oh, gay a, men have a, a gay have, female, too. a gay females. <laughs> yes. Gay men have a weird relationship with clients behind the chair as well, especially women. In fact, I would say men, when I have like someone who identifies as male in my chair, the energy, usually they are because I'm gay or something, like they kind of like zoom out and they're mm -hmm. kind of like here for the, to get their hair done. That's about it. However, when I have women that sit in my chair, they treat me differently. Like it's, it's a bizarre form of sexism. Like they're, yeah. they want me to do their hair because I'm a gay man. They want me to touch them mm -hmm. because I'm a gay man. Maybe just because I'm a man, right? Because it's safe to be touched by me, which isn't necessarily true, but that's the assumption. And they want to tell me things. I don't do straight women think gay men just want to hear about their sex lives and their body parts. And the, like, it is so bizarre. I mean, that goes back to stereotypes and things like that. I mean, and that's it the sure thing. Like, does. I, I love going back to like asking consent. Like, I think we need to like, even let people like, we don't understand every single person has a different reactive system. They have different childhood trauma. They have different mental health issues. They have different experiences that are happening to them on, on the daily. I mean, think about what happens to you as an individual or the people around you. So imagine every client that's not talking to you about these things. Cause why would they? You're not their therapist. Yeah. That's not healthy for you to take on that energy. It's not healthy for them to let go of that energy on you. But that's the thing. Even going to like the shampoo bowl, even if there isn't a massage involved, just kind of walking them through the process, like not taking it for granted of like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, because we are intimate. I'm touching you. I'm, I'm moving your head. I'm grazing your ear. Like these are things that like, they can be really uncomfortable for certain people. And I think we need to think about that as artist more of our canvases in our chair and yes we are creating and yes they're here to have us and one that's valuable in itself just us being there to create for them but also don't take for granted the fact that we're touching another human being what can we do to make that more comfortable how can we talk them through it how can we just do all those things our art is our medium is human you mm -hmm. know and there are just like I couldn't if figure you were, out how I wanted to say that yeah well, just like if you were a painter, there are rules around, like, don't eat it. <laughs> you know, like, you can't eat it. It goes the same for half you of know? the things we work with as a hairdresser. And for, like, a hairdresser, because your medium is humans, we have to ask questions and permissions and consent. Mm -hmm. And we have to first get out of the mindset that there are things such as luxury services. I, there's no such thing as a luxury service. There is someone doing a service and there is someone doing art. Mm -hmm. And to me, art is already luxury. Yeah. I think it goes back to expectations and we've confused expectations with luxury. And I think, for example, I just, I went and got my nails done today. It is not what quote unquote would be luxury. Is it worth every penny I pay for it? Fuck yeah. Am I happy every time I leave? Yes. Am I getting exactly what I asked for and paid for at the price that I think is valuable? worth spending my money on? Yeah. I'm never disappointed. Same thing with hair. Like I'm going in, I'm asking for something. Now, if I wanted 
for $100 an hour, this luxury experience, I need to go somewhere else and find that because not everyone's offering that. And I think that's where it's kind of harmful for clients. And we've created these monsters for them to almost like expect it. Well, I didn't get a massage and I paid $100. Go Nowhere get a, on go my get services. A massage. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. Go get a massage. That's the thing. It's like nowhere on my service menu. When I describe the services that I provide, is there a hand massage involved? Is there a scalp massage involved? Is there a disclaimer that says, please come to me with at least three life problems so that I can help you solve them? <laughs> no, none of that. I hate when I see those posts that say, I'm a hairdresser, I'm a therapist, I'm a massage. I hate, like, you know how they list? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, I'm I'm a hairdresser. I, yeah, but there's still- You can be done with the list. <laughs> there's still boundaries. Like my current clients I've had for about eight years now, seven years. And I know everything about them, like everything about them. And not because it was dumped on me in the beginning. It's because we follow each other on social media. They've been through with me through all my processes. So I'm not saying like you're not going to get to know your clients and the things about them. It's there's when respect. there's respect. My clients aren't coming to me to dump their trauma on me. You know what I mean? Like at that point, I'd be like, we're not doing your hair. Let's go get some drinks because this isn't a working relationship. Like you need a friend and I can't be your friend while I'm doing your hair. So right. I, I would literally cancel the appointment or I'd be like, come back later. And you're not going to come and bring wine and get drunk. And well, you know what I mean? Like that's this even more toxic. A, this is such a big part of our culture mm -hmm. is being so friendly with our staff and our clients mm -hmm. and drink. And I know that there are people out there that are like, that's what I do. And that's my thing. And I'm not ever going to change that. And cool. that's okay. You do it, we're not, own it. We're not really, <laughs> this isn't really about you or for mm -hmm. you then. But this is for people that the boundaries, they're not there and it's causing pain. It's mm -hmm. causing chaos or confusion. So this isn't for the hairdresser who says, I'm friends with all my clients. We go out for drinks, we party. You know, I used to do that when I was younger too, my clients. And it Which always created so much trauma. Always cause a problem. Always. But there is there is a really nice balance mm -hmm. that you can get to. But it does require us as the professional to set that standard. And I yeah. do think that our whole industry can change as one by one as we keep shifting everything. You know, we at Destroy the Hairdresser, we want hairdressers to switch to hourly pricing because we want them to get paid like an artist, mm -hmm. get paid for their time. And we also want the basic one-hour service to start at $100. We want everyone to reach that so that people that come out of school are starting there. Is that a scary mission in the sense that will it ever happen? I think it will. I think it has to, and I think it can. Yeah. But we have to keep talking about it. And I think also changing all the toxicity in our salons with no boundaries and you know, assuming that I'm supposed to bend over backwards and be all these things for everyone... I think we, again, to change that, we just have to keep talking about it. Yeah. I, I think that too, like, in addition to boundaries with physical touch and um, conversations, like, we we also need to set the boundary of, like, business or friends, right? And we were talking about this in a class we taught recently, that it's sometimes inevitable for clients to come become friends. I mean, I've met some of my best friends because they came and sat in my chair, but it also turned into either I'm not going to do your hair anymore or 
you're going to pay me even more because you're not going to get a discount for this. And you're going to book just like you do. And my, you know, luckily, a lot of my friends are in similar industries. So they understand and respect my time very much. So they book with me like they would a client. And, you know, when, when they're in the chair, obviously, like, my attention is focused on them. Because I think it goes the opposite way for hairdressers, too. Sometimes we treat our friends less than because they're our friends, you know, like we turn off. So setting that boundary of like, no, you're my client in my chair and then then we can be friends later. But I think some people don't know how to separate that and they come in on their days off or they emotionally discount or, you know, they give away, give away, give away. And I think that's even more harmful because it's like, no, you're taking up a spot that is supposed to be someone that's charging for my time, finds me valuable, wants to spend their money on me and that pays my bills. And just because you're my friend, I should lose that. <laughs> in coaching, we have a rule called no multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good rule for everyone. Even as use. coaches, like if we've known you, we don't coach you kind of thing. Yeah. Like if you are, if you're a friend, we don't coach you. If you're a neighbor, we don't coach you. If you worked with us, we don't coach you. Like there has, you can only have one relationship with someone for there to be boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because if you have multiple relationships with someone, you, there's no way to have boundaries because the boundaries of a friend and the boundaries of a client and the boundaries of a mother and the boundaries of a cousin and the neighbor, those are all very different. Mm-hmm. So to have multiple relationships, it makes it very confusing to create boundaries. So a great way to start is to say, clarify the relationship that you have and then create the boundaries around that relationship. But if you have more than one relationship, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I think that just to wrap it up in a, a cute bow. Yeah. Like you, like you do. Like I do. I love what you just said of clarifying the relationship and then set boundaries around that. That goes for everything, for physical touch, how you're communicating, how you want to be communicated Salons to. with their employees, salon mm-hmm. with their employees. Like, yeah. that's the relationship. It needs to end there. And I think just fully understanding that you as a hairdresser, your value is so much more than you think. Everybody needs a haircut. Everybody wants their hair done. Everybody, that's luxury in itself, right? Being able to spend money on your something that's not necessity. And I think I think that's where we really have to shift our consciousness as an industry of like, no, I don't need to upsell. I don't need to do a song and dance. I don't need to perform. I don't need to like light my shears on fire to charge. I this don't amount. need to lay someone out and then cut their hair with an axe. Mm-hmm. We're not like doing show. any of that. <laughs> We're not doing it. We're putting you it into being, it today. You being alive and present is a luxury for yeah. everyone. Absolutely. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Why am I even doing hair? <laughs> I can just be an influential hairdresser on social. And I'm like, You know, all yeah. the people that make fun of influencers, it's hilarious. Like influencing, it's not only the future, it's now. Like if you're not influencing, hairdressers have always been influencers. Yeah, we're We're influenced. just natural influencers, right? <laughs> so all we need to do now is turn on the camera. Insane. <laughs> <laughs>